0: Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. Today we're going to talk about preparing for your first collaborative team meeting. So you're the client, you've never been to a collaborative case or a collaborative team meeting before. So what do you need to know? This is what we're going to prepare for today. So first remember, The collaborative process is a voluntary process. It's something both you and your spouse or you and the other parent have agreed upon and your attorney should have prepared you for this first meeting. So you're gonna have obviously your collaborative counsel, your spouse or the other parents gonna have their collaborative counsel. You're gonna have a financial neutral And you're going to have a mental health neutral the mental health neutral is going to facilitate the meeting start it off uh, explain uh, kind of the process and all the documents the collaborative participation agreement and uh, the, the method of communication within the collaborative process and then you're going to kind of get started into the meat of the meeting and I think, which is probably the most important part of the very first meeting is goal setting. So you're gonna state what your goals are in the collaborative process and your spouse or the other parent are, are also gonna state what their goals are in the collaborative process. So remember, this is a safe place Um, Everybody is committed to the process. Everybody's committed to your success. Um, The professionals know that this is uh, a process that's supposed to uh, fit and meet your needs and your spouse's or the other parent's needs. So everybody's gonna be um, accepting and agreeable. Um, and it's going to be really important how you present your goals. And so what I do with my clients is first, we sit down and we really talk about what it is you want to try to accomplish through the collaborative process. And when you're stating your goals, you want them to be stated in such a way that are most reasonably or easily accepted by the other side. So let's start first in the goals with the minor children. That's where both the husband and wife or in a paternity case, the mother and father can agree most readily. So number one goal that I see most parents um, express in the collaborative process is You want to protect the children from the litigation process or from a divorce process or from any harm through a litigation type case. So that's why you're in the collaborative process. That's going to be easily agreeable to the other side. And that starts off really well as a goal that will be uh, common to both parties. OK, because you've chosen not to go. Um, I'm sorry, you've chosen not to go to litigation and that's why you're in the collaborative process. OK, so a second goal you might want to um, express is that you want to make sure the children are not disrupted, that they have um, stability and security, and perhaps if it's Uh, something that you want to try to maintain is to have them stay in the marital home. That way they have this um, certainty of their friends and neighbors, everything they're used to having in their neighborhood, whether it's um, parks, uh, friends, other um, familiar surroundings, outside the home and inside the home, actually, uh, the family pets and so forth. So familiarity, you may want to stay in the marital home if at all possible. If not, then you need to think about, well, what kind of new um, home setting that would be best for the for the minor children and uh, the proximity to the other parents so that there would be an ease of transition from one home to the other. And so that's something that can usually be agreed upon by the parties and there's a good goal uh, to set out. Okay, another goal you might have is that you wanna make sure there's enough financial support for the minor children. Well, this is kind of a given right because there's going to be child support that's going to be required anyway child support is a matter of public policy you can't just waive child support anyway the court's not going to permit that so you might as well put it up there right up front whether you're the recipient parent or the payor parent that there's going to be a financial support for the minor children that's child support uh, another goal might be well if the kids are in private school or private Christian school, um, that you want to continue to maintain that. And oftentimes both parents want that, even though it's a financial burden, it's something that the parents can agree upon. And so that's another goal that you're presenting that can be a common goal that moves the process forward. Okay, another goal that you might want to communicate right up front is that you want there to be continuous, ongoing, good communication between the spouses or the parties. So that's in the best interest of the minor children that mom and dad are communicating well together. There's a lot of uh, different ways that can be done. Uh, There's some apps like Our Family Wizard that can be utilized, um, or hopefully if it's collaborative case, mom and dad can communicate via any method available, Uh, phone calls, email, text, and so forth. So good communication is good for the children. Okay. A lot of times in a a divorce case or a paternity case, there's a need for counseling and that's a good thing um, because it helps the parties and the children Um, work through uh, these emotional issues that are going on uh, during during this um, difficult time. So you may want to present as a goal that um, if you're not in counseling, that um, there would be counseling for the minor children and for the parties. And if you're in counseling already, that it would continue to move forward. Another issue or another goal that you might want to present is that Uh, if possible, that um, not only are the minor children continued under the health insurance coverage of the parent that's providing it, but if if it's possible um, that the the spouse uh, is also covered by that health insurance. If that's not possible, there are plans through the Affordable Care Act and your attorney should have the resources available to you to uh, find out what what is available um, for health insurance that way for you, okay. Now you're starting to get into some of the areas that may be a little bit more difficult. That may not be as commonly uh, agreed upon as common goals, um, and that gets to the place of uh, time sharing with the minor children. So, if you and your spouse agree to 50 50 time sharing, then that's great. Um, and that's easily agreed upon. Um, and that can be a goal that's very, very much mutual. However, if sometimes we have cases where one parent strongly believes that they should be the majority time sharing parent, that they should have more than 50% of the overnights, and that is for the stability of the children and so forth if you're going to ask for that then try to insert the why so that the other parent can understand why that would be in the best interest of the minor children and try to make it in the most positive uh, way possible and not attacking the other parent and not demeaning the other parent you want to stay on a high level you know if at all possible think win-win then it doesn't have to be win-lose or lose-win but win-win somehow um, work out those details with your attorney in advance so you're prepared for that in this first collaborative team meeting. Okay, finally, uh, some more difficult type goals uh, would be if you're gonna be asking for alimony or spousal support from the other party, Um, and obviously not everyone enjoys paying alimony, But if you have a need for it, and they have a financial ability to pay it, then that should be something that can be agreeable. Don't shy away from asking for something that is needed. um, Because there's kind of a a rule that if you don't ask for it, oftentimes you don't get it. So you want to make sure that you ask for that. If you want to ask for uh, that you wanna maintain a certain uh, lifestyle to which you had become accustomed during the marriage. Those are the kinds of things that need to be put into your goals. So the goals are really important because that sets the framework for all the subsequent meetings. Those goals are typically gonna be put on um, either um, a whiteboard or in large, in in our case, we have these oversized post-it Uh, that they're written on um, in front of the whole group by the mental health neutral, the facilitator, and then they're peeled off of there and then they're brought back to every subsequent meeting where they're posted or pasted back up on the wall um, so everybody can see them. The good thing is that's not the end of the story because you can always add to the goals but you want to get a good start to your goals. You want to have them majority taken care of from the very first meeting so everybody is on the same page and there are no surprises later, but you can add to them later. So the first collaborative team meeting is going to be about two hours long for the parties. The collaborative team is going to meet uh, for 30 minutes before the first meeting and 30 minutes after for a debrief. So I hope that helps uh, give you a good understanding of what to expect in the first collaborative team meeting. Um, I hope uh, you've enjoyed this video. If uh, you have, please like and subscribe, share this with somebody you might uh, who might um, benefit from it and hit that bell icon so you don't miss any future videos. Thanks so much and we will see you next time.